Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com and let them know Locked On sent you. Got a good show for you today, flying solo on this one. No Adam Armbrecht, but that's all right because it's all Kevin Durant. We're going to get back into KD's return, talk about the win over Phoenix, what it means for the Nets, what to keep thinking about this team going forward going to cover it all here but first the theme music you are locked on nets your daily brooklyn nets podcast part of the locked on podcast network your team every day All right, welcome back to the Locked On Nets podcast on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every single day. I am Doug Nori, owner and operator, DFSR.com. Got you covered for all your betting NBA needs over there on FanDuel and DraftKings. Got you covered for MLB, too, if you're into baseball. So go check it out over at DFSR.com. Adam Armbrick not in the house today. Our schedules haven't totally overlapped over the last uh, couple days, over the weekend. Sometimes that can happen over the weekends. It's okay. That's what weekends are made for. We're just going to kind of be able to jump on here every time. That's why we're a team, folks. We come at you. Sometimes it's going to be Adam. Most times it's going to be both of us. But sometimes one of us just needs to jump on when the other isn't around. That's okay. Plenty to talk about here on Sunday following the return of Kevin Durant. I don't know if you're like me, but I went back and looked you know, we'll get into the game here in a second, into Kevin Durant, how it's just kind of crazy how it doesn't like there's no rust on this guy. It's just absolutely unbelievable how he's able to miss time. I will say, I don't know if it's a me covering the Nets thing or if it's uh, just general the way the NBA season has gone. So I'm not exactly sure where this fall into what category this falls, but I I just couldn't remember how many games Kevin Durant had missed. I was thinking about it before the game started, went back and looked, and was like, did he miss a month? I mean, I, I look, no one watches more Nets than Adam and I. <laughs> we watch every single game. We cover the Nets. Um, we think about them in basically just almost every minute of the day. That's what happens when you run a daily podcast about a certain team. But I, even I, I went back and looked, and I'm like, oh, he only missed a week. <laughs> it felt like so much longer. And I think it's kind of has to do with the state of the NBA season right now and just the the sort of herky-jerky nature of the schedule, the amount of injuries that have occurred over the course of the season, not just for the Nets, really, for every team. Obviously, the Nets have been hit super hard this season, uh, but you know, not more than some other teams. You know, Lakers have been without LeBron. They're just getting AD back. You know, the, the Bucks were missing Giannis for a little while. Trey Young is out for the Hawks right now. It's just kind of the story of the entire NBA season. Like Kawhi and PG have missed tons of time for the Lakers. So you can't really look at the, the Nets and think to yourself, well, oh, you know, they're unlucky or they're being, you know, the basketball gods are treating them worse this season than other teams. That's simply not the case. But it was just funny looking back and just sort of being mildly surprised to think, oh, he's only missed uh, a week. That it, was just, it just felt like so, so, so much longer. And again, I don't know if it's just the way, maybe that's just the way the rest of the season is going to unfold. Maybe the way the this this regular season has just sort of played itself out is this is, 
Last year we had a regular season unlike any other, and this season we have a regular season unlike any other. It's different. Last year was a bubble, and you know, for the second last third of the season or whatever that ended up being. This season, it's the compressed schedule, it's the injuries, it's the crazy lineups in every given night. It's sort of teams are kind of having to fall into a next man up sort of just idea. The Nets have been really good about this this season, right? They've missed a ton of time out of Harden. They missed a ton of time out of KD this year. They've continued to just win and just play at super high levels, almost personnel independent. But uh, yeah, so anyway, just just wanted to kind of, I don't know if anyone else felt like that, was surprised to, to know that it had only been a week. I know it look, caught me a little bit off guard. Don't Not many things catch me off guard like that these days, I don't think, especially not where the Nets are concerned. But uh, yeah, was a little bit surprised by that. Either way, they go into Sunday game, little afternoon, won uh, national television here against the Suns. You kind of look at this game a little bit and think to yourself, could this be something like a finals preview? I don't think so, but this is the way only I mean, I'm more speaking on the Sun side of it, but maybe I need to maybe I need to pump the brakes on the Nets too. I'm not really sure. The Suns are second in the West right now. Could catch the Jazz? Uh, probably not. Um you know, the Jazz have been without Donovan Mitchell for a little bit, but you could definitely make a claim that this could be considered something like a finals preview when it's all said and done. The Phoenix, I will say that the little bit difference in the records between these two teams is that Phoenix has been awesome. So don't get me wrong. 42 and 18 this year after this loss to the Nets, the point differential is awesome. Plus six on the season that Chris Paul playing as good a basketball as he's played. He's really unlocked Devin Booker. They're getting a lot out of Aiton this year. So it's, there's nothing here against the Suns. I will say one thing about the Suns, as opposed to some of these other teams that are sitting up in these areas, is that, and by the areas, I mean like the top of their respective conferences, is that they really haven't had any, you know, mentioned all those injuries before. Notice that I didn't mention anybody here on the Suns. They have not dealt with almost any injuries at all this season. CP has played almost every game. Devin Booker's played almost every game. Aiton, their their team has been one of the sort of pillars of health over the course of this season. So I'm not saying they're punching above their weight or anything, but I don't know. Some of these other teams, when you look at them a full strength, I probably would put the Suns above them, not taking anything away from them. They've been a great team. And you could definitely say going into Sunday, this was, yeah, we can call it a potential finals preview. Again, I don't think it ends up being the case. Again, not, I hate to say it, it's not taking anything away from the Suns. But really the story here, obviously, is the Nets get KD back. Now, he doesn't start the game. They did this the last time he came back from an injury as well. Adam and I speculated at the time that it was more maybe an adrenaline thing to just kind of let the game start and get it underway rather than have him just come right out of the box and just have to push it right away. I don't think it's from a physicality standpoint. He clearly is healthy. I mean, like, don't I don't think there's any concern there. And I think they've definitely kept the training wheels or, you know, whatever it is. They've kept them sort of wrapped in bubble tape this season. That's been sort of the case the entire year with these injuries with him, where it's been kind of speculated at times that he could have come back sooner. The Nets clearly have no intention of ever pushing it with him right now until maybe maybe ever but definitely not in games like this so maybe it's one of these things where if it had been the playoffs KD comes back a week ago and maybe he comes back right after that little knee knock that he took uh, against the heat that that game you know, I'm not really sure but it doesn't it, it seemed like each time that they brought him back into the mix 
there's been like almost no concern about health, but both times they didn't start him. And I do think there's probably like an adrenaline thing around that. Let the game start. Let the Nets get into a flow. Bring him in. It's a little easier to manage minutes when you don't play someone at the beginning of the game because then you can have them close. We've talked about this concept in the past before where it's a situation where if you are trying to manage someone's minutes and you start them at the beginning of the game and you know they're going to be capped at, let's say, 30, it's going to be really hard near the end of the game with a guy like Kevin Durant to cap those minutes completely because if it's a close game you're going to want him to close so it's going to be weird to take him off the court later so you sort of save yourself that decision early by just not playing him the first quarter in this case quarter plus I, I didn't check into the eight minute mark they save themselves that decision early about closing and say hey we're going to have you in crunch time if the game's close that will be the most important part let the game start let these other guys who've been playing together and playing really really well this this other group let them get out there let them sort of dictate some of the tone let them dictate some of the pacing let Kyrie get into his game let's do all that we'll not make it about KD getting on the court we won't feel obligated to get him in the mix early it's okay we'll have him for closing so I, I do like this approach you don't really see many teams take this approach with guys uh, especially when there's a hard minutes cap uh, I think this is I actually do think you'll probably see more teams go in this direction I think the Nets might be ahead of the curve with this idea because when you think about it about how it ended up playing out here specifically um, I really think that this might be the way to go. We talked about this example last year with Zion. They never, the Pelicans could never get it right with him uh, in terms of their minute caps. Like they could never really figure out when to get him in and out of the games. He would end up not closing because they'd run up against the minutes because they couldn't manage it correctly. It was just kind of a mess. You avoid that whole thing here with KD, uh, and I can't, you know, can't argue with the results uh, at all because uh, it ended up being nearly perfect when it was all said and done. All right, we're going to talk about this game, going to talk about what we saw from Durant, what we saw from Kyrie, really nice win. Obviously, first, have to talk to you about our friends over at Indeed. If you're the hiring expert for your company and you need help making the short list of uh, quality candidates, that can be super hard, especially in this day and age. You need a job done. You need to hire somebody. It feels like the list of people that can do it is nearly endless. You need a hiring partner that can make your life easier. This is where Indeed steps in. It's the job site that makes hiring as easy as one, two, three. All you have to do, post, screen, and interview. It's all there on Indeed. You get a quality list of short list of candidates uh, whose resumes are right there on Indeed. They'll match your job description faster. You're only going to pay for the candidates that have the must-have qualifications that you need, so you're not going to be spending all that time sifting through resumes, trying to find just the right match. Let Indeed do the work for you. They'll schedule and complete video interviews in your Indeed dashboard. It's just a one-stop shop. For hiring, makes connecting with and hiring the right talent super fast, very easy. They even have an instant match that's going to give you quality candidates right there that fit your job description immediately. You can get started right now with a free $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your post at Indeed.com slash locked, just like our podcast network. Get $75 credit at Indeed.com slash locked, Indeed.com slash locked, offer valid through June 30th. Terms and conditions apply. And you know we got to talk to you about Built Bar, the absolute best protein bar on the market right now, hands down, point stop, no other 
protein bars can really even line up. So why even bother? You know, Built Bar is really good. The NBA Locked On DM group that we have just goes absolutely crazy about these things. Whenever a new box gets shipped, we've said that many times. That's just not made up. That we just can't. I can't explain the way the fervor that goes through <laughs> through the group chat when the first person gets their box and then just wants to know if everyone else got it too. That's how great Built Bar is. You will love it too. The flavors are unbelievable. German chocolate, coconut, almond, mint, brownie, double chocolate. Like we've always said, not flavors of ice cream, folks. Protein bars that are actually healthy for you. Great if you're on the keto diet, high protein, high fiber, super low in sugar, 19 grams of protein, 180 calories, 5 grams of sugar. These are the stats you want out of your protein bar, and they're absolutely delicious. Each one covered in chocolate. Again, you're not gonna you're not gonna believe you're eating something healthy here with Built Bar, but you are. It's the best protein bar on the market. Go to builtbar.com, use the promo code LOCKED15, and you'll get 15% off your next order. Use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at builtbar.com. All right, let's get into this game. The uh, what ultimately is a Nets win, so we can just kind of we're not going to bury the lead here. This is a this is a great win by the Nets, one twenty eight, one nineteen, super high scoring, just the game you want to see. If you're sat down in the afternoon wanting to see a good one between two of the very best teams in basketball, you definitely got that. There was no disappointment there. It ended up just being a really high powered matchup. The defense at times, and eh, does it get a little lackadaisical? Sure, that's okay. You just have when this is what happens when you have two very high-powered offenses, very just sort of precise offenses when things are really clicking. So you're you're just going to get high-scoring games around these two teams. I don't think it's it's not a knock on any of the defensive stuff. It's just that this is just what happens when you have KD, Kyrie, Chris Paul, Devontae Booker, and then you know some more shooters around these guys, you're gonna get a high scoring game. The Nets come out with, like we said, they don't start they, they don't start Durant. They end up starting Kyrie, Harris, uh Landry Shaman sticks in the starting lineup. Uh, Jeff Green gets the nod at the four, and then DJ at the five. This the DJ thing continues to be one where they need some warm bodies, so it kind of makes sense to me that he's there. It's, he's going to become less of an issue as they get these other superstar scorers back healthy because you don't really need as much of a scoring out of the five uh, when that's the case. When he's surrounded with this kind of other shooters around him like this, then it's also just going to mitigate some of that. And it's actually his screening will be a little more advantageous in situations like this. So I don't mind the start. Again, I'm not really sure if this is where they end up sticking with it. They have eaten on the other side. They probably wanted to get a big body in against them. So I don't really end up minding that DJ uh, draws the start here. We could see them move back and forth between him and Griffin. Like we said, I don't think Claxton ends up really landing in the starting lineup when it's all said and done. That's regardless. It doesn't really matter here. So they they start this lineup, and Kyrie has everything cooking early. It's just He ends up with a phenomenal line, 34 points, 12 assists, 6 rebounds. He's carried the team with the other guys off the court. He's been a superstar. I know that sometimes he doesn't get put in that same category as Kevin Durant, as James Harden, the LeBrons, these guys, the Giannis's, these guys, Kawhi, and I can keep going, Luka, whatever, Jokic. Am I giving the whole list here? Embiid? I don't know. <laughs> the top 10 best players in basketball, whatever way, Steph, whatever way, you see how this can keep going with these lists, um, whichever way you want to order it. Kyrie never ends up falling in this group. I think it probably ends up being correct, though that being said, when he puts it on display like this, it 
it does beg the question of how far down he is, and the the answer is not far, right? <laughs> like there's just you, you maybe you can't put him in the top ten best players in basketball. Maybe you got to like add in the, the length and the defense and stuff like that. But when it's all said and done, he's done. He's been amazing this season. This game no different, and he has been able to be the focal point of the offense on a team that continues to win games even without Kevin Durant and James Harden back on the court. And that ended up being the case early on in this game. They did end up falling down a little bit in the first quarter, but Kyrie, like I said, his game, he was everywhere. He's draining pull-up threes sort of in transition. He's had some amazing looks, had a great back look to DJ on a play where he was falling out of bounds, had a couple slip passes in there as well. This is all before Durant even ever touches the court. But yeah, Kyrie, it's just, I wonder if at this point he's underrated. It's, it's really weird about how what's happened with his career. It's been such an arc. And I know we ended up, we started talking about Kevin Durant to start here, but it's, I, I will say that I wonder, just to pivot for one second, I wonder if Kyrie is getting to the point where he's actually underrated. I can't even believe I'm saying this because his, his career has been such a weird one with, you know, with the LeBron thing early on and leaving there and going to Boston and that clearly doesn't work out. And then you have this stuff early on where he's not playing and it's unclear why. And look, I'm not going to go do the entire Kyrie timeline, even though I did a little bit of it there. But when you see him play this season, especially when he's totally dialed in, he is among the best players in basketball, definitely offensively. Like, I don't think that, and that's where he's going to get most of this, you know, most of the standing. But the offensive game is just, it's just getting better. I can't even believe I'm saying this. The offensive game is just actually improving and he was already one of the best offensive players in basketball when he has it dialed in like he basically did this game you simply cannot stop him you can maybe speed bump him a little bit but you can't stop what he has in his back which is because he's able to do both things he can pull he can pull you up in transition he can pull you up off the dribble if you decide that you want to sag off him or come under a screen or something like that and even worse than that if you even give him an absolute sliver of daylight, he will be at the rim on you and be finishing over you even though you're bigger than him. That is, There's almost nobody in the game that can do this like he does, at, especially when you factor in his size. And then you, I don't even think you need to totally factor in his size. It just makes it look better because he's small. It, when it's all said and done, the size ends up not mattering because he still just finishes over seven footers anyway. And that's what's happening in this game. Again, he comes out early. I think this is the other reason they don't feel like they even need to bring Durant out to start the game because his game is predicated so much on just being able to kind of fly solo if need be or for at least short shorter stints, quarter long stints or whatever it ends up being. So Kyrie ends up going out there, is able to basically keep pace, help the Nets keep this team that's without two of their best players because you know Durant doesn't start, keep pace with we just mentioned one of the best teams at basketball right now, like it's not really a problem because Kyrie dictates so much of the offense. He draws so much attention. He can do things that almost no other player in basketball can do. It's very confusing from a defensive standpoint about what you can even do against him to stop him. And so then what ends up happening is everyone else sort of benefits. And he's got in his game now that he is able to distribute and He's always really had this, but he played all, he played off ball a lot uh, in in, uh, in Cleveland. But he he can do the distrib- distribution piece too. So this game is really getting to a complete level. Like I said, maybe it's a different podcast where we just have a whole podcast and the 
at some day, at some point and say, is Kyrie actually underrated now? Maybe. So he comes out early. The team looks pretty strong. They fall down a little bit in the first quarter. Kevin Durant checks in at eight minutes left to go in the second quarter. With the Nets down 41-35. And you wouldn't even know the guy had missed a week of basketball. A little rusty at times, right? You know, maybe get a little bit difficult to get into the flow. Misses a couple shots. But he misses a week of basketball after basically only playing four. It was even more than a week. He's only played four minutes into that first that game where he got hurt the other day. And he just wouldn't even know it. It, and it's one of those things that just can, you know, it's, I, if you hear me stumbling, it's just because you, sometimes you just lose the amount of words to be that you can't have to describe this. But basketball is just a completely effortless process for him. It's effortless. It, he can sit out. I feel like he could sit out four years, right? Four, four, sit out five years. Five years of basketball. You know, he dribbles and, you know, he keeps up with his game, doesn't play any, you know, huge games for that meaning, like that period of time. And I feel like this guy could step back out on the court and just kind of pull up a 32-footer in your face like it wasn't even anything. I, I really firmly believe this. It's he just, it just, it's just unbelievable. He, there, it looks like there needs no ramp-up period. And that it's when you know that the only thing that they're really doing is just making sure of complete health because it's not about fluidity. It's not about the game. He still had that little hop step in him, you know, that little kind of quintessential Durant Little like it's like a little hesitation move that he usually does with his left hand. The left uh, the foot comes up and then he kind of plants and then either explodes or he pulls up on you. If you watch him, you can probably picture what I'm saying right now. Um, and that just comes out right away and he, and it just it looks it looks fluid. It, look, it looks so fluid. It looks effortless. It's all the words that you want to. It's all the words you want to describe a guy who's nearly perfect at basketball and thankfully looks 100 percent healthy. Going to get into. The rest of the game, how they close this thing out here in a second. First, got to talk to you about our friends over at Bet Online. Look, NBA is popping off every single night. You want to get in action on it. There's injury news. You're, you're ahead of the curve. You know exactly what's going on in the NBA. You have a gut feeling. You have a system. Whatever it is, Bet Online, the fastest and easiest way to put your bets in on any sports action. Maybe it's not the NBA. Maybe it's the NHL. MLB firing off every single night as well. Bet Online has you covered every which way. Real-time updated odds and props on anything you can imagine. Also have you covered for all the news, scores, and odds that you need. It's the best place to find your bets and place them, and it's totally free to sign up. Head on over to the website right now. Sign up today. You can make an account for free, but you're going to want to make a deposit. And when you do, you're going to get a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit, but you have to use the promo code LOCKED ON. Go on to Bet Online, use the promo code LOCKED ON, grab that 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. All right, they close at the end of the first half. Uh, the game is close. It's uh, KD ends up closing. He plays all eight minutes. He, like I said, he checked in at the eight-minute mark. He played all eight minutes. They end up uh, at the half. It's uh, 61 to 59, so they're right in the game. And then we get the thing that we probably definitely want to see here is that Kevin Durant starts the second half, which makes a lot of sense, right? Like you need at some point you you have to let it go where it's going to be a situation where the you don't want the adrenaline to be. You don't want it's not it's not a timing issue anymore. They didn't overplay their hand in the first half. They didn't. He only played eight minutes in the first half. So no, almost no matter what happens in the second half, it's going to be a situation where they're going to be able to 
they're going to be able to close out like the way they want to without running into that minutes cap. Uh, and they end up starting Kyrie, KD, uh, Shamit, Harris, and then uh, DeAndre for the second half. I like this lineup. Jeff Green moves out. I think that's fine. I think maybe if it's not DeAndre Eaton uh, across from them, then maybe they start Green at the small ball five to start, but they end up going with DJ. And basically from that point on, it's a situation where without going into every nitty-gritty detail, it's a situation where this, again, looks just like a championship-level team again. And Adam and I talked about this on a podcast before where we said, even without Kevin Durant, the team that they were starting with uh, when it was Kyrie and Shaman and Harris and Jeff Green and basically whoever you want to fill in with the five, that was a team that I actually thought could win a playoff series. Uh, I, I didn't really say that with any hyperbole. I thought that that team was a good team, not against everybody, but against certain lower level playoff teams that are down near the bottom of the East. I thought that team could definitely contend. You had Kevin Durant to this mix and you start to remember again that, oh, right, this is what happens when you have this guy on the team. We've said it a thousand time this, times this season and it just plays itself out right again where it, he comes in. Zach Lowe and Kevin Pelton made a good point about this in their podcast, uh, I think it was from last week, where they were talking about time needed together on the court. And I actually was really, I smiled when I heard it because it's something that Adam and I, and maybe we talked about it with Brooks, I can't really remember, when, we talked about it a few times, where we've said that there's some teams that need a lot of ramp up in terms of chemistry and make sure everything's clicking and know where everyone's going to go and blah, 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 and you got to play a certain amount of time together. And then there's this team. And Pelton and Lowe sort of parroted the same, they don't listen to us, but they parroted the same idea that we've been saying is that this team needs less time to ramp up than other teams because the offensive players that they have are so perfect offensively that there's nothing to really figure out. It's all been figured out. The only thing to figure out now is their health. The rest of it has been solved. It's a solved silence. It's done, science. It's done. There's nothing else to discuss. These guys can all just play together. Two, two, and by the way, two of them can play together. They, they, all three can as well. But if there's just two of them, this is nearly a championship-level team also. But they, there's just a fluidity to all three of their games that isn't predicated on them figuring out stylistically what they should do or who should be screening or, you know, who should <laughs> who they should try to get into ISOs or, like, you know, who needs to play more off-ball. No, that's not, that's not what's happening here. What's happening here is you have – two or three, depending on how, how many they have in the game, of the best offensive players in basketball. And when they're playing together, it's just kind of unstoppable. Kevin Durant misses a week of basketball and goes out there, plays eight, uh, excuse me, plays 20 minutes in the second half, ends up closing the game. Again, Nets did this perfectly because they're able to take a situation where they weren't worried about his minutes later. He goes and just drops, <laughs> goes 12 for 21 from the field, drops 33 I'm saying this like I'm I'm laughing about this. I can't believe this. Drops 33 points, six rebounds, four assists in 28 minutes like it was absolutely nothing. Again, against one of the best defensive teams of basketball. I kind of left this part out at the beginning where, you know, I was saying how this is a the, the Phoenix team has been really good and they've been really healthy and everything's been sort of clicking for them this season in the sense that they haven't lost anything. Yeah, they also happen to be the fifth best defense in all of basketball in terms of defensive efficiency. Only the Lakers, the Sixers, Utah, I can't believe this, but the Knicks are, are fourth, and then Phoenix is fifth. Do you think Kevin Durant cares? No. 
It didn't like oh they're the best defensive one of the best defensive teams in basketball. Yeah, I'm Kevin Durant. Yeah, oh I've missed a week, but actually kind of more. Yeah, I'm Kevin Durant. And there's really nothing. You don't have anyone that can stop me. Your wings aren't big enough. Sorry, Miles Bridges. Uh, so, <laughs> so uh, oh, Mikael, who's, ah, shoot, Mikael Bridges. I got to get them confused. Mikael Bridges, sorry, Cam Johnson. They don't have Crowder. That probably hurts them a little bit. But sorry, you guys. You, you just don't have. There's only a few guys in the game that are going to be able to kind of D me up specifically. You don't have them. He kind of showed that off sort of over and over and over again at times. And this is what you get in the end with the game. And so if I'm skipping toward the finish here, it's for a couple reasons. One is because by putting Kevin Durant on the court to start the second half, the the Nets began to, one, just kind of pull away, right? They win the third quarter, 38-31. The game is it's not out of hand yet, but it's it's on its way toward being there. They're up by five to start the fourth quarter. And then they really start stepping on the gas. They, they're up by 10. They're up by, you know, I'm just looking at it right now. So they're up by 10, 11, 12. I think they dialed it all, all the way up to 16 at one point. Yeah, they're up 16 at one point. It's sort of like looking like it's getting away from Phoenix. It basically does. They were able to sort of hover in this 14 to 15, 16 point range to the point where the Nets didn't need to take the starters out by any means because it wasn't totally in hand. But there was also a sense that this was kind of over. And it was over because while they sort of allowed Phoenix to hang around for the first quarter of the game by not giving them the full look at what they could bring offensively, they basically, when they were able to take those proverbial training wheels off to start the second half, that's exactly what happened. Whereas, like, you just do not have enough firepower. Oh, by the way, we don't have James Harden still. That's okay. But you, just you Phoenix, do not have enough firepower to keep up with this. Because, although, by the way, Kevin Durant also adds a defensive element that they just don't have because he's also an excellent defender and can switch on to almost everybody as well. He ended up getting a little bit of looks at the five here for a little bit. Ended up on eight and a few times defensively for sure. But in the end, you start to see, like, this is a really, really difficult team to handle even for one of the best defensive teams in basketball in the Phoenix Suns. So while the the game ends up being a nine-point win, I, I can't really say that it was that close. I, this is more like a double-digit or more win. There's a kind of, you know, some trading baskets near the end of the game that makes it pull within single digits. But that's this game was effectively over. It was basically effectively over by midway through the fourth quarter when the Nets had just basically had gone ahead and just went like I said went up 16 and it was really and once Kevin Durant's not coming off the court at that point it's really hard to imagine a team making up that kind of point differential with him and Kyrie on the other end that are basically going to be able to ISO you get you a basket in the mid-range if they need to just get any basket to stop a run that's going to be able to say hey you're not really getting back into this game so all in all really really awesome win awesome to see Kevin Durant back into the mix uh, again, not like he never left. I, I thought he had been gone two months. <laughs> I'm kidding. Uh, thought he'd been gone longer than a week, though. It felt like longer. It felt like longer in our hearts, I guess, because it just it, with Kevin Durant, you want every day that goes by to be a game that he actually played. So every game that goes by where he doesn't, it can feel like a lifetime. And that's definitely how it was feeling for me <laughs> with KD when it came to playing. But great to see him back here. Great to see him fully healthy. Great to see him just every bit the superstar that's going to hopefully start making our way here to the championship. Hopefully he can stay healthy. That's been the one thing. Keep these guys healthy, wrap them in bubble tape, do whatever it takes to make sure that once the playoffs start and basically once the playoffs end, 
that these guys are all still on the court. All right, we'll be back again tomorrow. We're going to, in the meantime, please rate and review the podcast wherever you listen, five stars or bust, write a little review, have seen the numbers continue to climb. Always much appreciative of those folks that have come on new. I've uh, got some new listeners out there. We're short, just can tell that by the numbers. So thanks for everyone that's come on board. Thanks for everyone who keeps listening. You can help the podcast by reading and reviewing it. Adam's great with the quotes to end the podcast. Uh, I'm not going to do it today. I'll let that keep in his wheelhouse. We'll be back again tomorrow talking more Brooklyn Nets basketball.